This is Megan Shoemaker, and you're listening to Free, the podcast, where together we can explore how to design our lives more in line with our values, and as a result, find our own personal freedom so that we can live a life full of purpose, fun, adventure, and wonder. Let's get ready to feel more free. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Thanks so much for being here again today and for your continued support of this podcast. I'm hoping I can ask a quick favor that if you're enjoying these episodes, if you would leave a quick rating and a review, it would really help me grow the podcast. And I'm so appreciative to those that did this already. So thank you so very much for that. But today's episode... I'm going to be talking with someone who is going to help us to be the hero of our own journey. And she's kind of a superhero in her own right, too. It kind of seems like she does it all. She's a nurse, a coach. She teaches prenatal yoga, and she balances all that with not only taking care of her family, but as we talk about taking care of herself, too. And just on a side note, I've been trying to get ahead with these interviews, so... I recorded several in a row before going back and editing them, and somehow this conversation became even more relevant to me as I listened back and prepared for its release. So there's definitely a theme starting to form, and it seems to be centered around emotions. And it's no secret that I'm a spirit junkie, and so is my guest today. So many of the things that we talk about are energetic, about feeling more connected, uh, more connected to yourself. And she even redefines being selfish in such a beautiful way that you're going to want to make that your goal, to be more selfish. She teaches us how to identify our own superpowers. Like, did you even know that you had a superpower? And probably several, actually. And how to have more compassion for yourself while you're in the midst of difficult times or transformative times. So ask yourself this, are you the center of your own universe? Well, if not, you might want to make that happen. And we're going to talk about why. She also shares some tools and her process to be in more control of what we let in and how to filter out what we don't want to let in, and how to see your life as a mirror. So what is being reflected back to you? Sometimes it takes me time to digest information and I need to hear things again. And I think this is one of those conversations that I'm going to keep coming back to. And also just as a heads up, her audio is a little rough to start out with, uh, but we fix it fairly quickly. So please hang in there and forgive me for not saying something sooner. As always, I ask her to start by introducing herself. Sure. My name is Jessica Zwick, and I am a mom, a nurse, a wife, a coach, and I wear many other hats, cook, unpaid Uber, my children. (laughs) I, I wear many hats in this world, and I have the privilege of walking alongside women as we funny enough, start to find freedom in our life. You know, I I work as a coach with women who feel the longing for freedom, whatever that is, freedom to make choices for themselves, freedom to feel joy, freedom to create ease, freedom to follow their heart's longing. Um, And I get to walk that path with them and be inspired by them every day. It's pretty 
it's pretty freaking fantastic. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sounds it like a lot of your, it sounds very busy. You have a lot of roles too. I do. I do. And at the same time, I love every bit of them. So they're not roles that are taxing for me. They're roles that are energizing because they're exciting and they ha- they inspire so many different parts of my life. Yeah, it sounds like you love what you do. So that helps a lot, you know? It doesn't feel like you're as busy when you, it's something that you feel passionate about. So absolutely. at least I can imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) But it sounds like, and we're going to talk a little bit about transformation, but it sounds like you've kind of had your own personal growth journey. I get that impression just from looking at your website. Is that what led to the work that you're doing? Or can do you mind kind of sharing your journey a little bit for everybody else? Because I think stories help. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I feel like I'm I'm a work in progress and always will be. It's like one of those journeys that you never quite finish. Right. Um, and I, I kind of love that. But I'm a nurse. I'm a, a certified pediatric nurse. And I started my career, I guess you could say, working at the bedside at a pediatric hospital, taking care of sick babies. And I loved every second of it. And then I became a mom and I loved being a mom and being a nurse. And at the same time, there's something inside of me. I knew that I needed to create, I needed to create something. And so I started taking on projects through my career as a nurse, through the hospital system that I worked for and creating things that way. And the universe was giving me signs that 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 just wasn't where I needed to be creating. (laughs) And so I had this kind of come to Jesus moment one day sitting on the front porch with my husband. And I said, you know what? I have so much more to share with this world. I think I'm going to start a business. Um, And so I started a business in 2017 just to give myself some place to pour this like bubbling energy that was sitting inside of my body that I felt coming up and was feeling like it was like, you know, a, um, you know, like a soda can shaken up and it was just ready to erupt. Like I needed to get this energy out somehow. And so I started this business in 2017 with the intention of supporting moms who were having babies and giving them newborn education and breastfeeding support. And it was a great, it was a great creation. I had so much fun creating the business and creating the content. And um, I poured my heart and soul into it. And then along the way, I had many points of transformation with creating a business and have Ultimately, up to this point, God knows what it's going to become. Um, but up to this point, it has been an opportunity for me to one put something out into the world that is mine, that is birthed from me, that comes from my brain, that comes from my soul, um, which is very life giving to me. But it's also an opportunity for me to to transform because it's a mirror to me, like my my professional career. I still work as a nurse. And at the same time, I have my business, which has now morphed into supporting women because it's a reminder to me that I'm still doing the work. I'm still transforming. I'm still growing. And I'm still walking this path right alongside all of these women. And so it's almost easier to do it (laughs) knowing that I get to walk the path with these other amazing women. 
Right. Yeah. Cause we're all in it together. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's kind of going through something I'm finding out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you talk a lot about unleashing your superpower. Like, do you think that everybody has a superpower? Oh my gosh. Everybody has countless. We all have countless superpowers. What if you don't even know what it is? (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you don't. And sometimes it's, it's very simple. You know, sometimes I love superhero stories. Mm -hmm. I have, I've seen probably every superhero movie ever made. I love, love, love them. And right around the time that I was going through my biggest transformation, that had a lot to do with personal development. I realized I needed to figure out who I was as a woman in this world, outside of business, outside of my career, outside of my family, but also inclusive of them. And at the same time that I was going through this, The Incredibles came out. Mm, I love that movie. um, I know, right? And Violet Incredible is one of my favorite characters ever and her force field. And... I get so much inspiration from thinking about how the journey that a superhero has to go through. Okay, this might sound a little bit weird, but I want to talk about The Incredibles for a little bit. So spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it and you don't want me to ruin any moments of it, I won't give too much information, but I think there's a lot we can learn from, I don't know, is it Disney or Pixar? I think we there's a lot that we can learn from these movies a lot of lessons. And sometimes I think they have some kind of access into the collective consciousness of everybody and can affect us in some positive ways and maybe a little bit less so. But I think The Incredibles have a lot of positive messages. And I remember loving the movie when I first saw it, but when Jess brought it up in the interview, I really couldn't remember that much about it except that I liked it. So since I haven't really been sleeping well lately, I decided, you know, at three in the morning the other day to go ahead and watch it again. And a couple things stood out to me. One, Mr. Incredible, who was very well-intentioned in his actions, but maybe slightly on the cocky side, suddenly had his luck turn when society started to question his worth. And they just take this really satirical look at how our lawsuit-happy society can lead to these extreme reactions, you know, with the consequences in that movie being that all the supers weren't able to use their special skills anymore, their superpowers. And so in an attempt to fit in, Mr. Incredible basically had to reject his superpower, and you watched him slowly wilt. And just dampening that side of him ended up affecting all areas of his life. His work, the relationship with his wife, the self-esteem of his kids who learned to feel ashamed of their powers versus empowered, and even his body and his overall spirit for life. And the kids learned that it wasn't okay to put forth their best efforts and that fitting in was more important than standing out. It affected their confidence. And although both kids dealt with it differently, you know, you can get angry and frustrated or or be more ashamed and stay hidden, you know, and the very well-intentioned mom inadvertently dampened their light and shattered their spirits and kind of kept them feeling shame and isolated. But what I thought was really interesting is that 
Okay, I know it's a movie. <laughs> But even these superheroes are going through this journey and they do have moments of doubt. And when you hide a part of yourself and set it aside, it ripples out to everything that you do and affects everything around you your work, your life, your relationships. And to me, the moral of the story is to not hide from yourself, to accept yourself, to learn those super skills. And maybe we don't have all the same superpowers as the people in The Incredibles, but. We all have special skills and special. I don't want to. I don't. Should I call them powers? Sure. Why not? We'll call them powers. But it just shows how important it is to be yourself and to appreciate the things about you that make you special. And in the process, you give other people the permission to also be themselves and to let their lights shine a little brighter, too. And, you know, they have challenges and they have moments where they doubt themselves and they have moments where they have to make a decision and they have moments where they, they have to show up and they really have to just trust, you know, like that moment where they just have to trust their inner knowing and just put it out there and see what can happen. And I think that that can teach us a lot about how we move through the world and that Every day we have an opportunity where we're tested and an opportunity where we can learn a lesson and an opportunity where we can shine. And in those moments where we can shine, that's a superpower. You know, mm -hmm. like maybe my superpower, you know, I was joking with um, some women that I was working with around Christmas, you know, one of a mom's superpowers is that, that she can create magic. You know, I can create magic in a child's eyes around the holidays. I like an can, illusion of magic. Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just even like the magic of the season, I can create mm -hmm. that. I can create excitement. I can, a hug can change somebody's day. Like those are superpowers. When we really look at how we interact with ourselves and how we interact with others around us and our ability to find connection with ourselves, our ability to listen to our intuition and our inner GPS, our inner guidance system, our ability to hold space for people that are going through similar situations and allow them to inspire you. Those are all superpowers. We've got tons of them and I yeah. love uncovering them. So it doesn't have to be like a big major, I don't know, epic thing. It can just be, I'm a great listener or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially because like in the moment that you're being a great listener, you could, you are acting in a very heroic way for the person who is speaking. Yeah. Who needs to express. Who needs that. Right. And <laughs> yeah. so I think sometimes all of us, not just women, but all of us are trained to be really modest and see ourselves as normal and kind of shrink our light just a little bit. And my hope And the goal of my work is to help women see themselves as these ridiculously powerful, crazily present, hugely emotional superheroes, because that's exactly, that's exactly what we are. Hmm. So I just, a couple of things came up as you were talking, just because you're talking about people learning to trust themselves and trust their inner guidance and stuff like that. And I think of a family member of mine who's also a mom 
And I feel like she knows what feels right to her, but there's so much noise coming at her all the time. How do you know to trust yourself when there's so many people that are quick to judge, family members, other parents sometimes, schools and things like that? It's just, how do you filter all that out and really trust yourself when you're getting so much advice from every direction? I mean, I feel that too, you know, it's Mm -hmm. looking for that external validation and, and sometimes you're not looking for it. It's just (laughs) being offered to you when you don't want it. So I, I don't know. How do you, how do people, how do you find that confidence in yourself that you are making the right choices, not just for yourself, but like, you know, for your kids too. That's hard to navigate. It seems like. Absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that I learned as a a pediatric nurse at the bedside is I spent more time talking to new parents about decision-making than actually about caring for their child Mm -hmm. (laughs) and their medical. And, you know, it was more so just coaching them to feel confident in the decisions they make, because you're right. There is a lot of noise. There is a lot that happens around us that can be very influential. And there's two things that come to mind when I, when I think about that, two tools that I've used, two tools that I teach my children to use, two tools that my husband uses, that I use with the women that I work with. And one is a continuum that I always think of. Uh, and it's that at any given point, at any given day, I fall on this continuum and the continuum spans from chaos to connection. And at any given point, any given day, I am someplace on that. Some days I'm closer to connection. Some days I'm closer to chaos. And what it means to be in a place of connection, going back to Violet Incredible, is that I move through this world essentially with a force field around me, right? And and I picture this. I imagine this. I see it visually around me. And I, my children, we work through this as well. My husband does the same thing. It's actually kind of funny. And, you know, when I make decisions, whatever it is, I remind myself that within that force field, I am in complete control of three things. I'm in control of what I let in. I'm in control of what I put out. And I'm in control of what I fill that force field with. So when I start to feel like, yeah, like I need to make a decision or when I look at that any given day and I'm like, oh, you know, feel like wonky. Yeah. <laughs> um, I look and see, okay, well, where am I at? Am I acting from a place of connection? Am I acting from a place where I am fully within my force field and I'm making decisions about everything that I'm in control of? You know, I'm, I'm listening to myself. I'm listening to my intuition. I'm in control of my reactions and my responses. And I'm also in control of the influences that I let in, the shoulds the pressures, those outside voices and opinions, all of those things I have control over whether I let those into my force field. And when I act from a place of connection, closer to that end of the continuum, I've got those pretty distant. Those are on the outside of my force field. They're not penetrating. I can move without letting them affect me. If I'm further closer to the chaos side, those walls of my force field start crumbling down Mm -hmm. and I let those shoulds come in and those external forces. And I kind of picture it like my husband, well, I don't even picture it like this. I call it chaos, but my husband pictures it like a tornado. 
And some days like, I'll be like, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll be just having a bad day and I'll be ranting about something. And he's, my husband will say, just step back, step out of the tornado. Like you're stepping into the chaos. Like just take a step back, get back in your force field. And remember that the only thing that I can control is what's three feet in any direction around me. It's what I fill my force field with. It's what I put out into this world. It's what I let in. And so in those moments of like chaos, I have to remind myself that I am not responsible for anything that happens outside of my force field at all. And Whether you can pick what around. you let in. That's like, yeah, because it, you know, it, it feels like we have very little control about <laughs> what's going on around us a lot of the time, but you're saying yeah. you can kind of let it bounce off if yeah. you, if you choose to, is that, yeah, I like I that think visual. It- I do as well. I, I picture things in my brain. That's how I understand mm. everything. And so so I need to be able to see things. And the force field is really helpful in that. I think the one thing as I started to work with these tools and as they came to me was the thing that I had to realize, which was really hard. And this was talk about like, you know, big identity crisis transformation was understanding like where the axis in my world actually is. And recognizing that I am the center of my universe, not my family, not my mother, not my siblings, not my husband, I am. And, and that was a tough thing for me to, to, to get over at first. And then once I did, it was like, oh, wow, wait a minute. No, I do have control here. I can create boundaries and it just... Once you start recognizing that when you act within your force field, you feel so much more powerful because you're like, well, wait a minute. No, no, no. Like the guilt trip that you're trying to give me is in your force field. That's where that's happening. Those emotions you're feeling that are having you speak that way to me, that happens in your force field. That's not happening in mine. Yeah, not my problem. (laughs) Not my problem, right? (laughs) It's hard to do though when it's, you know... (sighs) When it's in your face or on your text or whatever, your phone blowing up, however it comes to you, it's hard to ignore. Yes. And we we make so many decisions and we move so quickly through this world. And there are so many people that are commenting Mm -hmm. and offering advice Mm -hmm. and, you know, and judging, you know, judging. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to filter that sometimes. For sure. And at the same time, you can, we can, and it's really empowering once we start doing it. It's hard at first because we have to let go of some people pleasing that we want to do. Right. And I mean, there are certain people that you can't really, you don't have a choice of keeping them out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you have to be the filter. I, I imagine that's difficult. So at this point, I finally said something about the sound quality. So we took a minute just to see if we could fix that for the rest of the interview. Sorry okay. about that. Yeah, it's okay. No big deal. So the, this is an issue that I've been having trouble with. And I imagine a lot of people, I feel kind of, I feel kind of selfish when I do take time for myself because so right now, you know, 
I'm not working. (laughs) I'm trying to take time to kind of figure things out and see what I really do want and what direction I do want to go. And sometimes when things are so chaotic, it's hard to kind of figure that kind of thing out. But I'm feeling really guilty about taking the time for myself. So is it selfish to to kind of take that time for yourself and to nurture your own needs? And like, how do you get past that habit of of guilt? Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Okay. Yeah. I struggled with that and still sometimes have to work my way through that one. And I actually look, I actually look to my kids when I think about that. And I remind myself that I am teaching them with my actions. And I want them to be the center of their universe. Hmm. I want them to do things that feel good and feel expansive to them and that help them feel grounded in who they are. They can't do that unless they're acting, quote unquote, selfish. Hmm. So if I want that for them, why do, and I'm teaching them with my actions. Right. Why don't I want that for me? Who says, who said along the way, somewhere in our upbringing, that we have to live and do for others? Why? Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but why? Why? Right. You know, I just, I'm, I'm really in this questioning mode and this is what I encourage in all the women that I talk to is like, just question what if, so I'm a, I'm a big yogi Mm -hmm. and I fully believe that at any given moment, moment in any, in everybody's life, there is both light and dark and they exist simultaneously. So if you are seeing yourself as being selfish, you are also at that moment the exact opposite. Hmm. Because you have to be, because this universe craves balance. And so if that's the case, why don't you, what if you just shifted your lens? So, you know, like a camera, like if I had a really expensive camera and I'm focusing on the picture, I'm probably going to focus my image on the face in front of me, not the flowers that are behind yet both exist in that frame. So in those moments where you're feeling selfish, there also exists in that frame places where you are being selfless. Can you shift your lens? Just shift your focus and see the blessings that come with you being selfish. See the beauty of it. See how you being selfish allows you to be selfless, allows you to be of service to others. Can you see that? Because it's there. It's just a matter of finding it. Right. It's like a habit of, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say a habit of thought, but it's a habit of making your worth based on how you help others versus how you help yourself. So, and I, you know, I hear that all the time that it's important to, you know, fill your own cup first or, you know, on the plane, get, you know, you can't take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself. But, but yeah, it just seems like it's ingrained to be selfless and there's, 
it's more rewarded and more valued, you know, the more you give, 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 give. But then when you lose that balance, you don't have anything else to give. So I like that idea of you want your kids because I think it's especially hard for parents. I'm struggling to take care of my own self. You know, it's hard to imagine taking taking care of these other humans. I like the aspect of modeling it, that, that you actually are helping them to see how they should want to be, you know, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a good point. And even without children though, I think that it's so important to model that same concept because it might not be children in your life or, you know, maybe it's your nieces or nephews, or maybe it's your sister who you role modeling, taking care of yourself and like listening to your inner guidance system that says, I need to not work right now. I need to create something. I am being of service to the world by putting something of beauty out there, something that's inspiring. I think when we, when we, we discount how inspiring we can be Mm -hmm. by being quote unquote selfish. And I don't even like, I don't like the connotation. So one of the things that I I love to do in my brain, this is my brain's a very interesting place. (laughs) (laughs) But I love to play with definitions of words in my And that's one way that I start to question things in my life. It feels safe to me to like question the definition of a word, like even the word selfish. So I, I always think of the word English, right? Like we are, we speak English. It was the language that came from England. So like if I came from England, I would be English. I am myself, so I can be selfish. It's like, (laughs) it just means that I exist right here. And I, as I move through this world, I live within my force field. I use my body. I use my desires. I use the feelings that I'm feeling both emotionally and physically, I use them to be my GPS, to help me move through times of transformation or to move through times that feel beautiful or times of growth. Yeah, the whole spectrum. Yeah, I think I like to think of being selfish as acting from within my force field. Right. And listening to my body. And if my body is saying like, I need a different job or I need to explore another avenue right now, why not? Right. Yeah. So like, I'm going to start thinking of selfish as being connected to self because who doesn't want to be connected (laughs) to your higher self, you know? So yeah. And your higher self, like, I fully believe that we all have a higher self that's close to our source or your God or your universe, whoever you, your higher being is that knows your greater path, that knows your greatest gifts, that knows your brilliance. Who doesn't want to be connected to something like that, to something that knows how absolutely, truly brilliant you are. To make decisions from there, oh my gosh, that just feels amazing in my body to think about it. Right. So it's good. I'm selfish. (laughs) (laughs) I might have to talk myself into that a couple of times, but <laughs> it's a process. Yes, it takes some getting used to. You have to yeah. do some rewiring in there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh gosh, I'm finding a lot of rewiring being needed. Yeah. So, you know, for me right now, kind of in that mid-transition state, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. of of tending more to myself. 
Um, one of the things I've been working on, and I think getting better at, but it's kind of finding compassion for myself during this time that I do get overwhelmed sometimes or question what I'm doing. And also kind of having compassion for the self that I was not too long ago, because, you know, looking back, those things seemed like big mistakes sometimes. I don't know, like a lack of judgment or I was on the wrong path or whatever, but now I'm kind of finding out or figuring out that, you know, they weren't really mistakes. They were leading me somewhere. So how do you have compassion for the person that you were maybe when you weren't so connected to self or aware of it? And also during that struggle right now, I don't want to say struggle, but you know, you, you, what word did you just use? Um, rewiring. You're in the middle of rewiring. So things are like coming up where you kind of get triggered. So how do, how do you have compassion for yourself? That was a really long-winded question, <laughs> but I'm going to have compassion for myself, for my inability to ask questions right now. <laughs> you were feeling it as you were asking. I could feel it. Like you were feeling like the need to have compassion with yourself. And yeah. you, were, you, were trying, you were like trying to empathize, trying to identify with your previous versions, right? right. Sometimes hard. But, you know what, think back to a patient you worked with, because, right, you were a therapist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Therapist, right. So think about a patient that you worked with. And as they were relearning a skill, how would you speak to them? Right. Yeah. Right. With encouragement and, and so kind of like a cheerleader. Yeah. Validation, all that. Stuff. And you would be the reminder to them that it's one step at a time one step at a time, tiny little increments of growth. We never see huge increments of growth. If we do, we're not seeing the whole picture. And so I think sometimes turning that on ourselves, that's where the act of compassion begins. Is again, it comes back to that frame, like where you, where you need something in that moment, in this case, the compassion, find the place you're giving it in your life, And then see if you can't use those same techniques where you're giving the compassion to somebody else for yourself. Mm -hmm. So again, it's just a reframe of your lens. Like in every moment, both things exist, support and challenge, sweet and struggle, strength and softness. Like it all, it all exists. And so in those moments where you're not feeling like you're giving yourself self-compassion, Find the place you are giving compassion, whether it's to yourself or not, and then do the rewiring. Be like, okay, I can do this here. What do I have to do to do this for me? Can I use, maybe it's just using those exact same words. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Exact same encouragement and using it for yourself. And then also remembering like that connection to your higher self. If your higher self is your connection to source, how can that not be brilliant and perfect? And if you're connected to something so brilliant and perfect, how can you not be brilliant and perfect and passion? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Sometimes it feels like a stretch to yeah. say. <laughs> I'm, so at this point, I really just have to say, if you want to go through a spiritual journey of knowing yourself, Start a podcast and listen to yourself over and over and over again. The things you have trouble with, like at that point, it was very hard for me to look at myself as, you know, being brilliant and perfect. The thought just made me laugh. 
And also, everything that she said that was very positive, I always came back with a question about the negative aspect of it. And I guess that's appropriate since we're talking about the duality of things, the light and the dark, yada yada. But it's very apparent to me in this episode, I'm not sure about other ones, of that negative filter that I have, that I know that I have. But when I see the progress that I've made and think about how far I've come, it's just interesting to witness it in this way. And it's giving me a whole new level of awareness of being able to observe my habits of reaction. So just a side note. I, w- I read this book once um, when my, I don't know, I went through this phase of, of reading stories about um, near-death experiences after my stepfather passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And the one story that I read, the woman who was recounting her experience said that as she was a soul outside of her body, looking back, she couldn't believe the brilliance of herself, the brilliance that she couldn't see when she physically inhabited that body. She's like, I couldn't see the beauty. I couldn't see the perfection. She's like, and when I came back into my body, that is what I remembered was how absolutely perfect and beautiful and worthy I was. Hmm. So that when what she, a gift. Right? Yeah. So that's something that stuck with me. And that when I start to get down on myself, that's the story that I remember reading was that little recount that she gave. What is that book? Oh, I knew you were going to ask this. I can't even remember. Text it to me later. (laughs) (laughs) I love stories like that. I love stuff like that. Yes, yes. But you're Uh right. It's hard. It's hard to to fill yourself with compassion. And at the same time, like the only one that can do it is you. Mm -hmm. Because compassion is something that lives within your force field. And you're responsible for what you fill your force field with. So the only one that's going to give it to you. And spoiler alert, the only one that it's really going to matter who it comes from is the compassion that comes from you. Like that compassion in the long run matters a ton more than compassion that comes from somebody else. Yeah. And it doesn't feel that way a lot of the time. And that's like, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm coming to discover as well, because, and I feel like I'm, I'm on a, a loop, a record, a broken record that just keeps thinking the same thing. But you expect it from other people. Like you're trying to control these conditions and what's coming at you and you just can't do it. So how do you make yourself more responsible for building you up and taking care of yourself? I think it's, is it a challenge for some people, you know, but I think it's the only way mm-hmm. to be really. Yeah. Yeah. I um, had a conversation with a group of women on Sunday and we were talking just about creating a life that is meaningful for you, a life, a home, uh, the space you you live in, the people that surround you, like creating an inspiring life. And my big takeaway from that conversation that I'm just sitting with this whole week and, and what you're speaking to now reminded me of it was that the right path for me is the path right beneath my feet. You know, like, so there's nothing wrong with being exactly where you're at and just sitting in it and just knowing like, okay, I'm in a stage of rewiring and that is perfect. Yeah. That's like a mantra of mine. Now I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm at the right place. (laughs) (laughs) And I must be because this is where I am. So yeah. yeah. Kind of trusting. 
That's how yeah. you rewire is you go back to practice mm-hmm. and you repeat those mantras and you right. continue to, to practice and it'll happen. Right. And it's happening, you know? Yeah. yeah. Hey, and I, maybe, maybe that you were talking about this before, but when you were talking about your kids being the center of their universe, because you wrote something on your website and that, that was what I wanted to ask you about. How are your kids sometimes your best teachers? And is that what you were referring to or is that something else? That's exactly what okay. I was referring to. Okay. That's what I, as you were saying it, I was like, oh, I bet that's the answer to this question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, you know, and it's not just my kids. Like it's, it's my husband. It's the people I work with. I think that, I believe that they reflect back everything I need to know in every moment to me. So one of the lessons that the greatest gifts my husband's ever given me is, and he doesn't even know he's doing it, is that he reflects back to me my strength and my power and my perseverance. And he reflects it back to me in that I can see it in him. And when I see it in him, I have to go then find it in myself because I couldn't see it in him if it wasn't within me already. Does that make sense? I think so. I think I have to wrap my head around that though. Because so what if what's being reflected to you feels really negative? You know, you're getting, you know, your kids are just being shitty or (laughs) because let's face it. I mean, sometimes they are. So how do you, so what's that a reflection of? So I think it would be, it would depend on the situation. <laughs> I would say, what I would say is that generally when my kids are being. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, I love it. Okay. So for instance, my 10 year old, I love him dearly. He and I are like, we have a connection that goes beyond, beyond. Mm-hmm. And when he is being really just confrontational and he's literally taking me to my edges and I'm Mm -hmm. literally losing my mind because I want to, I just lose my head around him. He's reminding me that I'm not holding a boundary somewhere. It's usually Mm -hmm. not with him. It's usually somewhere else in my life. And it's taken a lot of reflection for me to, to learn how, both of my children reflect to me and the lessons that they teach me. I kind of joke that my 10-year-old, his um, his job in this world is to break down my ego or at least like point it out. And my 13-year-old, his job in this world is to boost my ego and make mm. me feel really good about myself. And together they balance me out. They help me see my light and my dark and they help me then move through this world. So that's how they are my greatest teachers. And that's how they reflect back to me, my lessons. It's taken a lot of reflection for me to find those lessons from them. And, and I just keep going back to, there is everything in this moment. And so if they're being really, you know, if they're being really challenging with me, maybe in that moment, I'm being really challenging with myself. Hmm. Or maybe in that moment, I'm being really challenging with somebody at my job that I, and they're just pointing out to me like, hey, this is what it feels like. So let up. Yeah. And I keep, I keep using kids as an example, which is funny because I don't have them because my husband thinks that we would get the shitty kind, you know, (laughs) 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 there's no guarantee. So Um, anyways. 
But yeah, it, I mean, it could be from anybody. It could be from a spouse, from a parent, from a coworker or whatever, but it is a reflection back as to something within you, whether yeah. you need to put, in bad. put up a boundary or maybe you're not giving yourself enough. Yeah. Enough credit. Yeah. yeah. Enough passion. Yeah. The other thing that the beautiful side of that is that when you see somebody else's genius, if we, we consider this whole, this concept of the mirror that they're, you know, the people around us reflect us and reflect to us and become our biggest teachers, you know, when I see genius in somebody, that's a reminder to me that that genius already exists in me as well. Hmm. Otherwise it wouldn't be in my focus. And so that's another way that people, you know, another thing I was referring to on my, on my website, but another way that people support us in our life and reflect back what we need to know. Yeah. So when you're giving somebody attention and admiring them for something, it means that you have that in yourself. Is that? Mm. Okay. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) Then you get to go around refocusing your lens and figuring out, okay, well, where am I that person? Where am I that quality? And then fill yourself with compassion because be like, hell yeah, I'm this. Like pat yourself on the back, right? Right. Because it's so much easier to see positives from other people, you know, but also negatives too. So like the same thing, the exact same thing, you know, if you're seeing it in somebody else, it's a reflection on yourself. And I've, I've actually noticed that with patients too, like some patients that really frustrate me that like, oh, uh-huh. just, you know, like get up and do something. <laughs> you have to actually take some action. Yeah. <laughs> I'm realizing that, you know, the people that frustrate me the most, it is the same things in myself that frustrate me the most, you know, Mm -hmm. I have plenty of stories about that. So yeah, that's, that's, I'm glad we talked about that because that's (laughs) something that I'm coming to realize too, but I never thought about, about it from the positive side. So I love that. This made me think about this amazing person that I worked with at my last job. And I always admired how well she could she could adapt and she could also see various perspectives at the same time and look at them from a very non-judgmental point of view to be able to see all sides of things and kind of put things together. And I just, I really admired that about her. And I realized that that was something that I used to think that I also had that skill but I kind of felt like I lost it in that job just because my head was a little bit, there was just too much static going on in there. But thinking back on that, I kind of wish I would have realized, I always think about other people reflecting the negative things back to you, but I never thought about the positive. So I'll be looking at all of those aspects of other people that I admire a little bit differently now. Because you talk about finding fulfillment. So how can you find fulfillment? fulfillment when so much of your life is spent caring for others. So how do people start to shift when they don't feel fulfilled and they don't know where to start? But that's where you would start in that, in that little bubble would, that you create. No? Yeah, exactly. I'd go back to that force field and I would start with, so, so my process when I start to move through any situation um, is that if I feel like an emotion come up, So in that case, feeling unfulfilled or feeling like just something's off, right? Initially, I put my force field up and I literally like just watch it build itself all around me. 
And then I get really curious and I just start asking like, okay, well, what is this feeling? I create the safety first and foremost within my force field to have that feeling, to let it land, to let it sit, knowing that I'm perfectly safe and it's okay for me to have that feeling. And that then I listen to it and I just listen to my body. Like I've learned it's taken a while and it's something that I'm, I'm really very um, intentionally teaching my children to do is to like, listen to your body. What is that emotion telling you? Where is it landing? Is it landing at your heart? Is it landing in your gut? Like, is it landing on your shoulders? Like there's metaphors to all of that. You know, if that emotion's landing in your shoulders, like you're feeling the weight of something, Mm -hmm. you're feeling it's holding you down. Okay. So then what can you let go? But as you move through any sort of emotion, whether it's whatever, whether it's dissatisfaction or a desire, just creating that force field and then listening to your body and listening to those desires, allowing them to come up and then saying, oh, well, what if, what if I listened to this? What if I, what if I created a podcast? You know, <laughs> like, What if I decided that this sounded fun and maybe I'll fall on my face. Maybe no one will listen. Or what if everybody and their brother listens? What if I get a million downloads in the first week? What if? The same possibilities exist. So really allowing that force field to protect you, allowing yourself some compassion as you feel those emotions, and then also looking for the exact opposite if it's a crummy emotion. Mm. If it doesn't feel good, find the exact opposite. What is the exact opposite? Because it's just as likely. Mm -hmm. And kind of play with how that feels. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I am a firm believer that, and, and the more I play with this, the more I see evidence of it in my world, which is, you know, that's how things work, right? Whatever you give attention to, that's what grows. That's what mm-hmm. you see more of. But, you know, I'm a firm believer that I need to listen to my body and do what feels good in this world. I do what feels good. I do what helps me think good thoughts. I do what um, inspires others around me. And in doing that, I find more inspiration and I feel better and I feel more ease and joy, but it all starts with, it all starts with being selfish. Yeah. <laughs> right? It all starts with it, that connection to yourself and, and creating the safety to really listen self and recognize that you're the center of your universe. Well, thank you for giving me permission to be a little bit more selfish and making me feel better about it. (laughs) Yeah. And I like reframing the meaning of the word. I've never heard that before. So I'm going to use that a lot, I think. But if you, if people want to work with you, if people, you know, like what they're hearing, what's the best place for them to follow you or? I'm on Facebook. Connected Mother Coaching. I'm on Instagram at connected underscore mother. My website is connectedmothercoaching.com and they can contact me through there. I love to talk to people. One of my biggest takeaways from 2020 is connection with others. Mm. (laughs) And so um, I'm realizing the, the many, many blessings that's bringing into my world. And so I would love to chat with anybody that this resonates with. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Chance to be inspired by them. So. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh, I have one more question for you, if it's okay. Of course. 
And I ask everybody this, do you feel free in your life now? I do. I do. I, there's still places and I know that that's where my work is at. So when I don't feel free, when I feel caged in, when I feel not expansive, the exact opposite of expansive, then I know like, okay, this is the next crossroad I have. And I start to prepare myself for the work that's to come. The, the new transformation. The You're new just growing new wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I, I, <laughs> I have this image of a snake, right? I just keep outgrowing my skin, you know, and it's, it's, it's an itchy process and right. Yeah. Weird and wonky at times and shedding layers, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. become free of something that doesn't, doesn't fit me anymore. Yeah. And I think the more I listen to my body, the more freedom I have. And the other thing that I've really learned is that I create the safety in my world to feel free. Like by giving yourself permission? By giving myself permission, by having compassion with myself. Okay. So in those moments where you've made a decision and, you know, rather than letting the mean girl voices in your head or, you know, big brother fear, who's also in your head trying to keep you safe, letting them have control of the conversation. I take control of the conversation in my brain and I create the compassion and I create the space to feel my way into freedom. So I am ultimately responsible for creating the opportunity to feel free. To talk about a superpower. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and that's what I love about this work is that it, and I think it's because I have control issues a little bit, but it does make me feel like I am the one in control, you know, not that it's my fault per se, like as a blaming thing, but that, that I'm creating whatever is happening and that I have the power to, you know, let it in or listen to it or transform it. So perfect. And even looking at that, like looking at it that way, what is the blessing that you're getting from creating the situation for yourself. If you think that it's not a very good situation, like there's still a blessing in it because everything exists in that moment. Yeah. The dark, the good and the bad, the soft and the strong. Or right. Yeah. The um, somebody that I talked to on this podcast, actually, Emily said that very thing, all behavior serves a purpose. So what are you getting out of the situation? It's a hard thing to swallow, you know? Yeah. That's why I like to look at the blessing. Like what's the blessing in it? What's like, what's the gift I'm getting because of this? There always is. Mm -hmm. There's always a gift that you're giving yourself. I think our brains are just programmed to not always see the positive. We're just, we're programmed to see the negative. And that's a rewiring that we can do too. Um, There's always a blessing and then we'll find it. And right. then when we start to see that blessing, then it becomes a, we slowly make it a habit to see the blessings, to see the positives, which ultimately creates an opportunity for a little bit more compassion for ourselves. Right. Yeah. It's like a feedback loop. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it and love talking to you. That was really easy. <laughs> it was really easy. <laughs> Thanks so much again for listening until the end. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. She was so easy to talk to. I got a lot of good, I'm going to call them tools that I'm going to use from this, especially the force field. I'm a visual person 
And so being able to actually picture something like that, I think is going to be really helpful to me. Even having the conversation and listening to the conversation and hearing my reactions, I don't know if you noticed them too, but I really took a lot from the positive side of things. And I think that sometimes that's hard for me. I think it depends on where I'm at. Can I see the positives in things? I know that there are positives in things, but depending on how challenged I am in the moment, I might not be able to see them. And so maybe even just finding the neutrality of it and looking at it from a neutral point, knowing that there's positives there, but even if I can't see them, I think is going to be helpful for me. I really like the idea of what you are seeing and experiencing as a reflection of something in you. Because it is, it's really easy for me to see other people and to see where they're having challenges. And oftentimes the things I see in other people are the same challenges that I'm having, but also the positive parts of people, the things that I admire. I think that's really important too. And that's an aspect that I've, I've really been missing. So there were a lot of good nuggets that I got out of this conversation. I hope you did too. I'd love to hear from you. Um, You know, I've got a number that I put at the end of the show notes. I'd like to hear what you get out of these conversations, what you get out of these episodes. If you had any takeaways too, uh, reach out to me on Facebook or Instagram as well. I really appreciate you. And I would love to hear your ideas too. If you have any ideas or if you have your own business or skill or topic of expertise and you want to be on this podcast, I would also love to hear from you and see if we'd be a good fit. So thank you so much again. I hope you go and check out uh, Jessica's website and follow her on Instagram and Facebook. And until next time, have a good next couple of weeks. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends if you think somebody would benefit from it. Thank you so much.